have enjoyed Pastor Tommy. Uh, I've known his dad for a long time. Um, it's just been a, a blessing, and I know that he has given us a rough time about being gone Easter Sunday. You know, one, your team had the heart to go back. Two, they were promised more good food. And three, I told them that the average temperature down there, 40 for a low and 80 for a high during the month of April. And that, that did it. <laughs> that did it. They were, they were ready to 80. <laughs> Does that happen around here anymore? I, since we've been here, we've, we've kind of wondered, even though we used to live in St. Joe. Um, we, we've gotten acclimatized down to Springfield and enjoy it down there. But I, I tell you, since we've been here, Brother Tommy has done a fantastic church job or a job in this church. You know, that tongue twisting tonight. But as we have been here, so many people that are in CAMS, so many people that are in MIP, so many people that are willing to go out and work for God that God would get the glory and other people might have the opportunity to, to know Jesus Christ. What a blessing to be able to be in this church. And some of you, I can look out across here, and you may not have went on the last trip or two, but you've been on other trips. And so it shows me the heart of this church. And so it, you know, I was ready to stop you before you got up here because I just felt like the presence and the Spirit of God was here in such a powerful and wonderful manifestation that we needed to do prayer service before we ever let me ruin this with a message. And, uh, but God is just so good. He is so awesome. And even here in Chillicothe, God is on fire and loving every one of you. And God is just, just God. Tonight as we go into this, let's just ask God to touch my heart, touch my mouth. That what comes out, even if it's messed up, by the time it makes it to your ears, it's correct. <laughs> and just give God the glory. Heavenly Father, tonight as we go into this message that you've put upon my heart, I ask that the Holy Spirit would guide me and lead me because even while we were so close to you, the message was changing. And so, Father, help me to be obedient to your will. Help me to share with them a message that will reach into their hearts and into their minds. I know that so many are already on fire for you. And Father, we just ask this in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ. And the body said, Amen, amen and Amen. Tonight, the Lord, after He called me, I, I was praying on Wednesday. And, and as I was praying on Wednesday, the Lord said, the message is on life. Okay. Life. If you have never done it, I challenge you this week to go to your concordance and read every scripture that says life lives, liveth. And then let the Holy Spirit have you copy each one of them that, that was effective. <laughs> and then go through and figure out what God wants from it tonight. One of the most popular verses that we know and that we understand is John 10.10. I put it up there tonight both ways, both from the King James Version and from the NIV. And it says, A thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy, but I have come that they may have life and have it to the full, or to have it more abundantly. And I share with you tonight 
that's God's will for you. Not only for today, not for the future, but for eternity. Amen. You know, as, as we came off of Highway 13, there was a big sign. Eternity only has two places. Choose which one you're going to. <laughs> and, and so I, it just kind of struck me as we saw that sign. That's all it really had to say. Eternity has two choices. <laughs> and so tonight, what are the choices that we have made? Because we can choose to live abundantly or we can choose to just get by. And, and as we look at these scriptures tonight, I want everybody to go. Okay, well, praise God. The next set of scriptures that you have, sis, say in Genesis chapter 2, verse 7, The Lord formed man from the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. And the man became a living being. Amen? And in his hand is the life of every creature and the breath of all mankind. We're not guaranteed another breath. But if you're breathing, God created you. And you're alive. So everybody say, Amen, I'm alive. Praise God. The Spirit of God has made me. The breath of the Almighty gives me life. And life is a great thing. But it's not enough. It's not enough. There are people all over the world that are breathing tonight. And they're in pain. They're in sorrow. (coughs) Forgive me. They don't even know who God is. They don't know that there's more out there for them. They're just existing. They're existing with problems that will keep them from having that full and that good life. I know so many people, even as he shared with you, I've retired, well, I've retired three times. (laughs) But we'll, we'll get into that. But as I was retiring this last time, So many people that I knew didn't know how ends were going to make. It was almost time for them to give up their job and they had nothing. They have nothing. Maybe Social Security. If they did a job that they paid into. Their finances were a mess. They didn't know how ends were going to meet. They had drug problems and depression problems. They had family issues or lack of family issues. And they had nothing but fear for tomorrow. And maybe some of you know some of them today. Maybe some of you in here tonight know some of those things in your own life. God did not intend for us to get to this age and have those fears. (laughs) <laughs> and I'm looking out there, and I, I tell you, I love working with Corey. I've fallen in love with him since we've been working with him. And I know he doesn't know what it is to be old and gray yet. But these people don't know what joy is. 
They don't know what peace is. They don't know what happiness is and what kind of a life that God has in store for them. And so tonight as we've come into this place, well, I, I'll, I'll refer back to Furman here. This, he, he had the news on this afternoon. Not that Furman ever watches the news. because. But it was talking about young people today that are graduating from college and they're disillusioned because nobody's paying for their house. Nobody's paying for their food. Nobody's paying for their, their, their housing and their food and their, their student loans. And I'm going to get off of the Bible for a minute. And we're going to go to the preemblem of the Constitution. It says, life, liberty, and what? The pursuit of happiness. Nobody required to give you happiness in life. There's nobody that's required to make sure that you're taken care of. But God has promised that he'll take care of you. God will make sure that as you walk through this life, you know, it says... You won't see my children begging for bread on the side of the road. Because we're busy doing what? We're doing God's will. And if we're doing God's will, God is going to take care of us. We have so many people today. I, it just scares me when I see some of these churches and some of these people out here that have taken the word of God and twisted it to whatever they want it to mean instead of what God meant. That we can go ahead and say, yes, I believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and keep living the life that I'm already living. That I can go ahead and continue to live in sin and I'm covered. God was clear that whenever you accept Jesus Christ, there better be a change in your life. Somebody say amen. Do you love the Lord tonight? God expects a change in our life and pursuit of that abundant life, both now and for eternity. It's not enough just to live. I asked my wife this week, because it's been so long, I wrote it down here in my notes, you know, that we used to play the game of life. Anybody played the game of life? Yeah, I, I could barely remember, but there was a car, if I remember, and you're going down a path, and you can choose to have kids or choose not to have kids. You could be a profession or not a profession. You could take this route or skip it and go this route. Life is about choices. And we either choose to serve God or we don't. There's not any free tickets. I'm not going to tell you tonight that just because you're a Christian, you won't have hard times. But God always makes a way. Not only does he make a way, but if you listen, you grow and learn not to take that route again. You know, we, we've got to go through life and make it better. And I know that we try. I look out here and I see all these people and I'm saying, well, there's got to be some grandkids around here. So we've tried for our kids and they listened, right? Some of them. We're trying for our grandkids. <laughs> and sometimes people just need to step in the hole to make sure it was wet. You know, or that it was deep. But as we look at this tonight, the game of life has choices and paths. And what we do with our life is what's important. Do you want a life that's worth living? 
My wife and I retired from the pastorate last February. And I tell you, last January, I couldn't stand behind the pulpit without a cane or a walker. God has blessed us. We're able to go on these teams. But so many people are working for the money. And there's no joy in it. It's just a job so they can eat their McDonald's. Okay, Ruby Tuesdays. <laughs> but since we've retired, there's se- several things that we're sure of. The Price is Right comes on at 10 o'clock. <laughs> the Wheel of Fortune comes on at 6. <laughs> and Let's Make a Deal comes on at 2. <laughs> I see some heads nodding. They've, they've been there. <laughs> but it's a choice. You know, so many people I know that are grandparents, not only do they know when all those shows are on, but they're babysitting their grandkids instead of out working for God. And so the choice is, and there's, there's times that, that we never see the prices right, praise God. There's times that we never see Wheel of Fortune, praise God. And if all else fails, just like for the Super Bowl, we got a DVR. (laughs) But it's a choice that watching the TV, watching the grandkids is not giving you an abundant life. Just breathing and existing does not give you an abundant life. An abundant life comes from following and obeying Jesus Christ. That a change has happened in your life and you've made a choice. You've made a choice that not only do I believe that he's the son of God. But belief, and I'm changing my sermon, but that's okay. Belief is an action word. And if you believe something, you're going to do something about it. If I told you tonight that a tornado was coming through here. How many of you would get up and go find a tornado shelter or something? If, you, yeah, if the siren went off right now, are you going to keep listening to me or are you going to go to the tornado shelter? <laughs> I believe it's coming. The siren went off. I share with you that God has a plan for your life to be happier, both now and for eternity, to be better now than in eternity. And if they'll go to the next set of scriptures... The thief cometh to do what? To steal, kill, and destroy. God has told us that he's came that you might have life and you might have it more full. But what are the keys to that abundant life? Blessed is the man who listens to me, not me, to Jesus. Watching daily at my doors. Some of us have got it. Well, if it's not Sunday morning, I don't got to look at the word. If it's not Sunday morning, I don't have to care who Jesus was. I'm covered. I, I, got, I got spiritual last Sunday. It's good for a week, right? It says, be at my doors daily. Waiting where? At the doorway. For whoever finds me finds life. And receives favor from the Lord. Do we like favor? Do we like somebody to like us and say, you know, I see his car in the ditch. I might help him pull it out. Get some favor from God. Because trials are going to come our way. 
I was sharing with Furman, and Furman and I were talking. It's been such a blessing to be at their home this weekend. But we were talking. He didn't even know this is what the message is about tonight. I'll sit for just a minute. But I won't stomp on your feet. (laughs) I got my boots on tonight. (laughs) But we were talking on the way home from church today how God has watched over us time and time and time again. Whenever it came, that trouble came my way, God has always given me a way out or given me somebody to be a covering so that I didn't go down. Whenever we moved to our, our town that we live in now, big town of 150 people, Empire Electric was there and they had Shade Tree as their tree trimmers and I got right on with them. No problem. And all my name, how'd you do that? Who'd you know? You have to be a relative to get into that job. And I said, I got my father in heaven. My relative was there and he opened the door. Amen. And he made sure that we're taken care of. But if you're in his favor, doors are opened. If you're in his favor, things happen. You don't even need to know. I didn't know that it was going to be hard to get on there, but everybody else had tried. Nobody else could get on. I was a stranger. Just walked in and they hired me because God was with me time and time again. You might think that it's not a big deal, but if you live according to the commandments, live according to what God wants out of you, the abundant life just happens. Do you still have problems? Do you still get sick? Does your wife still hit you with a baseball bat? You know? <laughs> I told you what happened to Furman. He's, he's telling everybody what, what all that is. It was, yeah. She told him to shut up, and he thought she said stand up. <laughs> Isn't it nice to laugh? Amen. Amen. So the wages of the righteous bring them life. But the income of the wicked brings them punishment. He who heeds discipline shows the way to life. But whoever ignores correction leads others to stray. And we have a world that has enough people to lead them astray. We're to lead people to Jesus Christ. Because if we've got the abundant life, don't you want somebody else to have it? Or are you going to be greedy? Let's share it. Let's share it. Common goals today. I I had some other things that I was going to share, but common goals today. We're, We're just now in March. And just about everybody in here, well, I won't say in here. Everybody in the United States that started that diet for New Year's, they've quit by now. We, we, we have these goals in our life, and that's a common goal, is, is people want to lose that weight. A common goal in our lives <coughs> is better health, maybe a better job, a home, some place to live, retirement, a vacation, and eternal life.
Now, I don't know about you. My wife and I have lived our life with goals. And I'm telling you tonight, it's good to have goals. It's good to have somewhere that you're trying to get to. And so tonight, I share with you that in our financial goals, how do we reach those financial goals in our life? Many, many a person goes and spends $20 a day on lottery tickets, thinking they're going to win the lottery. I've not met one of those people that have won the lottery. Some people, you know, you only got a couple days left to sign up for PCH, for Publishers Clearinghouse, so you can get 7000 a week for life. Pass it on to somebody else. And for those of you that sit and watch, and I, I don't have any problem with you sitting and watching The Price is Right, I do too. But you better get your tickets because you can't win sitting at home watching it on television. (laughs) And that's why so many people are going into their 70s and don't have anything for retirement. They wanted a big retirement, but they didn't do anything about it. They wanted to go on a vacation. My daughter... And us and about 22 other military people go on a cruise every two years. Our daughter called us a couple of weeks ago. They haven't set the date yet, but we're going for a Christmas cruise with all these people. If I don't put the money in the bank, if I don't call the cruise line, I better go get my little fishing boat and tag along behind. (laughs) Because vacations don't just come. Retirements don't just happen. Homes, if you have a home, you can't get a home unless you've got some sort of financial basis. Now, I know some of you inherited it from your mom and your dad. And, and you know, my granddaughter, last week she got the phone call at spring break. And her mama called her and said, okay, we're going to buy you a ticket. So she's at up in Vermont with her mom and dad right now. But mom talked to me on the phone, her, her mom, my, our daughter. I said, what'd that run you? You don't want to know, and it's never going to happen again. <laughs> she graduates this year. From here on, all the cruises, all the trips, they're out of her pocketbook. Because <laughs> when I found out that she got a ticket, I called my daughter. And I said, I'm on spring break. <laughs> she didn't care. <laughs> But I want to share with you, and I know I've said it a couple of times, those things don't happen by accident. You don't by accident all of a sudden have a retirement plan. You don't by accident, oh, I want that house, but you have nothing to pay for that house with. Eternity and an abundant life doesn't happen by accident. You have given your life. You've become dead so that Christ can live in you. It's a choice. There's a lot of people today that can say the words, I believe in Jesus Christ and I want forgiveness of my sins, but they have not followed. They've not made made a commitment. And the Bible's clear. If they continue living in their sin... They didn't really believe. 
they didn't really choose. And so my message to you tonight is to live for Christ so that that abundant life can happen. It was going to be a lot drier and a lot stickier than what it is right now. But God softened my heart as we were, as we were singing and praising. I, I was looking forward to sitting there and stomping some toes. <laughs> but as we continue, I, wanna, I want us to look at Luke 14, 28. I skipped through that. It says, For which of you, intending to build a tower, sitteth not down first and counteth the cost? Whether he has sufficient to what? And if you don't finish it, people look at you and laugh. He only got half done. God wants us to count the cost of serving him. We talk about the race and Paul being in the race. The crown only goes to the one that finishes the race. And we've got to finish. I was talking with somebody else earlier this evening. I think it was Marilyn. Was it you, Marilyn? I was telling you that once I became a staff sergeant, it didn't matter whether I ran my heart out or not. All it said is pass or fail. God says we have to finish the race. He didn't say we had to do it quick. But we've got to finish. We've got to finish. And many of you have started well. In our ministry, we have seen people that, just like the scripture says, man, the word got in their heart, they sprouted up quick, troubles came, and their roots weren't deep enough to hold them. Come to these Bible studies. Come to Sunday school. Finish your MIPs, your CAMs, because that word gets into the ground, and it will hold on, and it will hold on. And so tonight, for that abundant life, what's the key word? Hold on. Keep going. Keep pursuing. Keep moving in the way of Jesus Christ. I've said it several times, but that abundant life and eternal life comes from obeying God and listening to His Holy Spirit. 1 Timothy tells us, watch your life. And doctrine closely. Persevere. When it's cold out, put your gloves on. When it's hot out, slow down so you don't get a heart attack. But you persevere through whatever it is in them. Because if you do, you will save both yourselves and your hearers. So that's just the opposite of what we read a minute ago. The evildoers are going to, what? Start more evildoers. But your life can help somebody else to overcome. Amen. Praise God. And this is one that people hate to hear. But we need to understand that the gates, even though they're wide open, it's a narrow road. Enter through the narrow gate. For the wide gate at... For wide is the gate, and broad is the road that leads to destruction. And many, many enter through it. But small is the gate, and narrow the road that leads to life, 
and only a few find it. If you don't check your own your own life, if you don't check your doctrine and listen to the doctrine of the world instead, you're shooting yourself in the foot. We're headed down to Arizona. And as he said, there was five different ways to Houston. There's a lot of different ways to Arizona. My wife got out Google Maps. She got out MapQuest. And trying to find the... We're wanting to travel 400 miles a day. So our first night's going to be in Meade, Kansas. 430 miles down the road at a state park. We should be there in time to be able to get the grill out and barbecue and have a good night. So anybody that's wanting to travel with us, just come on down. We'll be glad to have you. But you got to check the map. you got to check yourself. Is this what I want or is this what God wants? Because we have a lot of us. My wife, God gave me my wife for a reason. For the last month, I've said it's time for a new car. Ours is an 07. It's got 265,000 miles on it. It was time for new tires. Again. And new rotors and this and that. Oh, I don't want a payment. I don't want a payment. So it's got new tires now. It's got new rotors. I I said we were going to drive it to Tennessee here a week or so ago. And and my prayer was die, baby. Die. (laughs) (laughs) And then at the last minute, no, we want to take the truck. I'm telling you, them women. (laughs) Jesus replied, there is only one who is good. If you want to enter life, obey the commandments. Obey the commandments. If that steps on your toes tonight, I didn't say it. The word says it. I didn't say, I don't know any of you. I know Corey now. And, and well, I've, I've learned that with Corey, we can give him fits and, and he just takes it. I tell you, he's such a good guy. Sometimes he walks off and says, I've had enough. But... <laughs> He says, no, the donuts are still upstairs. (laughs) I share with you tonight, most everybody here would say that they believe in Jesus Christ. Belief is an action word. If you believe, you'll follow. If you believe, you'll get out of your comfort zone. If you believe, then you'll obey. I tell you, my daddy used to come. He'd grab that belt. I believed. (laughs) I believed he was about to beat me if I didn't do (laughs) what he told me to do. But he's a great dad. He kept me on the straight and narrow. The only problem, I won't go into politics tonight. But, you know, the, the only thing that that I can say is, he's a great guy. And so I ask you tonight, I'm not going to ask you if your retirement's a good retirement or not. I'm not going to ask you if you're putting into your 401k. I'm not asking you 
if you plan on going on a trip and just, you know, wherever my gas tank will take me. But all of those things take planning. Have you planned for now? Ask yourself that. Have I set goals and am I reaching those goals? Do you have a goal for eternal life? Do you have a goal of an abundant life both here and in eternity? Because it doesn't just happen. You had to invest. Salvation's free. Somebody say amen. Praise God, salvation's free. James says, you can, you can uh, tell me this, but I'll see it through your works. I'm paraphrasing. And, and uh, are you working for God? Are you busy with God? You can stand if you want right now, or you can just sit right where you're at. But I'm going to ask you to bow your heads for just a minute. And I want you to think about your daily life. Are you living daily for Jesus Christ? Are you busy about the Father's business? Or are you more concerned with the things of this world? I can't answer that question for you. But as you think about your life, you may believe that Jesus is the Son of God. There's devils and demons, according to the Word of God, that know that He exists, but they're not going to make it. A belief means that you're obeying and following. So I ask you tonight, as you examine your life, every eye closed, every head bowed, nobody else is watching. Do you need to make some changes in your life to be following the way that you ought to be following? If Jesus was to come back right now, are you busy about his work? If you have some doubts in your head and in your mind, as the musicians come tonight, or at least a piano player, please. I'm going to ask that everybody can come up. But if you know that you need to make a change in your life, that you need to be more busy for God than for your kids or your grandkids or your job, that you find a place and pray and say, God, help me. God, help me to live the life that you've called me to live. And trust me, I know what it is to try to work a job, take care of your family, take care of your house, and that things in life simply have to be done. But we have to make time for God and what God has called us to do. And so tonight is... As she plays something for us, soft. I ask you, just recommit your life to God. And say, God, don't make me too busy. Don't plug my ears so I can't hear. 
I think it was in our Sunday school class this morning. They were talking about how many times have you drove past somebody that's broken down on the side of the road and said, should I have stopped for them? That's something that my wife drives her nuts because I always ask God, do I need to stop for this one? And he'll tell me when I need to stop. But maybe God's sending you to a neighbor. Maybe God's sending you to a relative. Maybe God's sending you to somebody in the nursing home. Maybe there's a ministry in the prison here that God is calling you to. But I ask you to just come up and find a place in these altars tonight and ask God, what do you want from me? Pastor, would you like to pray for your people?